Today, I'm going to be talking about the joy of the gospel. And to start, if you have your Bibles, um, if you could turn them to Romans chapter 5, I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, Yet peradventure for a good man, someone even dared to die. But God commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also join God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Hmm. That's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff there. Um, to start, I just, I just want to ask you guys a question. Do you remember when you were saved? Do you remember when you were saved? Do you remember when the gospel finally clicked, when you finally understood and felt God's overwhelming love for you? It changes you. It, it changes you. It really does. And, and there's so much joy, so much joy because of the gospel, because of the good news of Christ. But after a while, sometimes, it seems that that passion and that joy, it, it, just, it just doesn't seem the same anymore. It's as if it just fades away. And maybe you even notice this in, in the life of a friend or a family member. You've seen them come to know Christ and, you know, they're so passionate, so um, just joyful about the gospel. But after a while, you, you just don't notice that in them anymore. They, they just don't seem as joyful. They don't seem as passionate about the gospel as they did before. Well, tonight, I want to remind all of you of the joy of the gospel, the gospel of Christ. And I also want to talk about why the joy sometimes it just isn't there. But to be joyful about the gospel, we need to be thankful for the gospel. Which means you need to remember what you were before Christ. You need to remind yourself of what you were before Jesus saved you. So say you let somebody borrow $1,000, all right? You let somebody borrow $1,000. After a while, they, they give you your money back. They, they, give you, they pay you back. You're not going to be very joyful when, or thankful when they pay you back because they owe you. They owe you that money. So... It's not like, like um, you know, you earned it. They, they owe you that money. Now, say someone, they just came up to you. Just a random person just came up to you and gave you $1,000. Now, now some, of us, some of us would be a little suspicious. We'd be like, you know, why are you just giving me $1,000? You just robbed this from the bank? I mean, like, where'd you get this? But, I mean, that's not the point. You know, say somebody just came up to you out of the kindness of their heart and they gave you $1,000. You'd be thankful. I know I would. I would be thankful. I would be joyful. It's $1,000. I 
I mean, I'll probably even give them a kiss on the cheek if they were a girl. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you'd be extremely joyful because it's undeserved. It's undeserved. You didn't earn it. And it's the same with the gospel. It's the same with our salvation. If we think we deserve it, if we think that we did something to earn the grace and favor of God, then, then we're not going to be as joyful about it. We're not going to be as thankful for it. So we must understand that salvation is a gift from God, that the gospel is a gift from God, and a gift that we could never, ever earn or deserve even in a million years. Romans 5.1, let's read that. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. Because of Jesus. That that means that before Christ, we did not have peace with God. We didn't have peace with God. We were were enemies of God because of our sin. Enemies of God. We were enemies of God. That's a scary thing. And Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, this describes us before Christ. This was us. We walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Lost my place. Just a second. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So, we, we were dead. We were dead in our trespasses, and we were dead in our sins. We lived in disobedience to God. We only sought to fulfill our, our own selfish and lustful, sinful desires. We were, we were the children of wrath. We, we were bound to face the wrath of God, and we were hopeless and dead in our sin. But Jesus, Jesus, He came and He changed everything. Everything. He humbled Himself, he stepped down from his throne to come into this sinful world and live a sinless life. All while serving us and showing us the love of God. And God's love was perfectly displayed when Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us so that we could be made righteous. And Jesus, he he soaked up all of our sin. And he poured his righteousness out on us. He took our punishment. He paid the debt for our sin. He sacrificed himself to cover our sin for eternity. So that we could be justified by faith through his blood. Let's keep on reading in Romans. Romans 6, chapter chapter 5, verse 6 through 11. Let's read it. It says, For when we were yet without strength... In due time, not not too late, not too soon, perfect timing. Christ died for the ungodly. And it says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to die for us, even in our sin. 
even while we were enemies of God. And it says much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. This verse is saying if we were reconciled to God through Jesus' death, while we were enemies, while we were enemies to God, then how much more, how much more, now that we are reconciled, will we be saved by Jesus' life? In verse 11, it says, And not only so, but we also join God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. So we joy in God, we joy in the gospel, because of everything that we were saved from. Because God loves us. Our, our sins have been atoned for permanently. And we are no longer dead in sin. We are alive in Christ. And we are made new. We have a new identity in Christ. A new identity. And we need to remind ourselves of this new identity. 1 Peter 2.9 It says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people, God's people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are chosen. We are holy in Christ. We, we belong to him. We are called by God to show forth his praises, to proclaim his greatness to the world. And in Christ we have access into God's presence and to his grace that he so freely gives to us. And we stand in his grace and rejoice in hope of the glory of God that we will partake in, us, you and I, we will partake in when we are glorified and perfected on the last day. And that's our hope. Our hope is in heavenly things. And there's great joy in that. But we also have joy and glory in our tribulations. Romans 5, verses 3 and 4. It says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. So, These tribulations and these trials that we face in life, they make us more like Jesus. And that's the very reason why we take joy in them, why we glory in them, because they make us more like Jesus. In the gospel, the gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ, we have every reason to be joyful because of it. It's not just that Jesus died for us, it's that we were enemies of God. We were hopeless and dead in our sins. But even in our sin, we were still loved by God. So loved that Jesus took our sin upon himself and he died with it. Then he rose back to life, making us his own, making us royal and holy and partakers of his glory. This is love. The gospel of Christ is the love of God perfected. And that's where we get our joy. We get the the joy of the gospel from seeing the love God has for us displayed in the gospel. And when we feel that love, it overflows. It overflows, and we just want to tell everyone about it. We just want to spread the love of God to everyone. And that's how it should be. That's how it should be.
But sometimes we don't always feel the love of God and that joy that comes from it. Some of us may not even have even been stirred up by anything that's been said today, in the, in the morning and, and tonight. <clears throat> but, but how? How? And, and why? Let's read Romans 5. Let's read Romans 5, 5. <clears throat> in hope, make it not ashamed. Hope, make it not ashamed. Because our hope is secure. Our hope is fueled by God's love for us. And it says, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. So ultimately, our joy, our our joy in the gospel is dependent on the Holy Spirit. Because He is the one who sheds abroad the love of God, God in our hearts. He's the one who pours out the love of God into our hearts. Reminding ourselves what we were before Christ and, and who we are now in Christ, that, that can stir us up. But it has to get to our hearts. It has to get to our hearts. You know, a lot of time it's just knowledge. It's knowledge that's stuck in our heads. But we need it in our hearts each and every day. But that takes the work of God. That takes the Holy Spirit. And that's why when we get saved and the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, we, we can just so strongly feel the immeasurable love of God, the immeasurable love that God has for us. Because that is, and that was, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit pouring God's love into our heart. You see, the knowledge of the gospel, it makes, that's the Holy Spirit. It makes the knowledge of the gospel Pour into our heart. And maybe, maybe you, maybe you need a downpour of God's love in your heart so that it can fuel your hope and joy in the gospel. We need to pray. You need to pray that the Holy Spirit would shed abroad, that it would pour out the love of God into your heart, that God will restore unto you the joy of his salvation, just like David prayed. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You see, feeling God's love for you and being joyful, being joyful because of the love of God shown to you in the gospel, it, it, it is important. It's important. But we need to remind ourselves what we were before Christ and what we are now in Christ. We, we need to think about what Christ has done for us. We need to think about God. Not Pokemon Go. You think about God. <laughs> and I'm convicted of that myself. But, so. <laughs> but lastly, we, we need to pray for the Holy Spirit to pour God's love into our hearts. That is how we, we feel the joy. We experience the joy of the gospel. That's how it's done.